0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me again on the Janice Dean podcast. We had quite a week with midterm elections, didn't we? And there's still some states waiting on final results. On Fox & Friends, we had all sorts of guests this week to help explain what was happening across the country as people went to the polls and cast their ballots. One of our amazing contributors that also happens to be married to one of our most fabulous weekend hosts... Sean Duffy happened to have a few minutes to spare between his interviews on Fox & Friends and the Fox News channel. And since I had his wonderful wife, Rachel Campos Duffy, on the podcast a few weeks ago for a delightful conversation, I asked if Sean could join me in the studio to talk about what it's like being in politics while also being a husband working in D.C. and raising nine children together. I have to tell you, I thought about our conversation a lot The day after the election, when the results weren't exactly what the polls were suggesting, because Sean Duffy says he doesn't care that much about who wins or loses. His goal has always been to be someone that tries to get along with everyone, despite the team they happen to play on. And you know what? We need more of that in politics today, don't you think? I think you will enjoy this conversation and perhaps make you think about how we all need to come together together now more than ever, instead of further apart. So please welcome to the Janice Dean Podcast, my friend, Sean Duffy. Sean Duffy, you made the Dean's List.
1: Janice, it's so great to have finally the Dean's List. Thanks for having me on. This is, this is my first Dean's List ever. I'm 51 years old and I finally made it.
0: You know, we were talking before we started this podcast about... Yeah, midterms are coming up, so we're we're recording this before the midterms. We don't really know what's going to happen, but you're a bit concerned, even if we have. Uh, quote-unquote red wave. You're still concerned about our kids.
1: So, I, first of all, I do think a red wave is coming. Mm-hmm. And I just, you look at, the, I talk to, to members of Congress who are campaigning, they have a really good grasp of kind of where the electorate is at, you know, if it's good or bad, or if it's so-so, you just, you, you feel that. Mm-hmm. And they all are like, listen, this is really, really good for us. The polling shows that. Just the dynamics of, you know, Democrats have complete power, and the issue set is so bad for them. I think it's a red wave. But I, Janice, I was, t- I was telling you this before we started. I- I'm concerned about the future. Uh, even though Republicans can win right now, I think, um, in a sense, conservatism, this traditionalism, is losing. Right. So this this new Marxist socialist ideology um, is pervasive in the community, I mean, and we know this. But the school system, big technology, has taken over corporate America. It's in the military. Um, all the institutions in America have bought into this new idea of what we should be as a country, and these old norms of freedom and liberty and free enterprise um anti racist um, viewpoints I think that's all a thing of the past, and we're going into a, a a new set of uncharted territory and for me i'm I'm frightened for the future of the country what What is this going to look like? I don't know, but it's not going to look like what we've had through our 200-plus year past.
0: What can we do as parents? You know, for me, the pandemic really opened my eyes to things that I want to change in my children's life. And I still feel like I'm in control of that. I talk about the fact that my kids were in public school their whole lives. I went to public school as well. I was a big believer. The pandemic happened, and they couldn't go to school. But we found out that our Catholic school was still working. They were out one day during the pandemic wow. so we registered our kids and they're in they're in catholic schools now so that's something that i could control and when it comes to patriotism and 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 the flag and and the pledge of allegiance i feel as parents we have control over that as well um that's happening in our catholic school and my husband is somebody who brings my kids to parades and makes them realize we have a American flag on our uh, on our house, you know. So we do have control over that. I feel like there is something we can do as parents.
1: So I'm too, am a product of public education. I, I love public education, but I, I don't think what's happening in public schools today is what you and I experienced when yeah. we went to public school. They have a whole different agenda. We used to think that you go to school to teach math and science, and in, in English, and history, and now I, I think there's this viewpoint that this is a, a, a micro. Cosm of, you know, of this community of kids that we can actually indoctrinate with certain sets of ideology, which was never the deal that the parents Mm. had with the government. The idea that we pay extra money in taxes so a school system can educate our kids. Mm -hmm. That was the deal. But now it's they're they're taking our money to indoctrinate our children. And to your point, I couldn't agree more. I always say uh, that if you want to save America, save your family, Mm. because I was in Congress as one member of Congress, it's hard to make a big difference a big imprint on, you know, what America looks like as a mayor or a city council member, um, you have a hard time changing things. But the one thing I really have control over is my family and what, what am I teaching my kids? Um, what experiences am I giving them? Where do I send them to go to, you know, get an education? And for us, we now send our kids to a little Catholic school as well. And by the way, there's, there's, Good Catholic schools or good private schools and not so there's good not, ones, and yeah. you have got to make sure you're picking good ones. That again, I don't, this, whether you're left, right, just if you want to make it in in the world in America, you have to have an education. You have to be well, have a well-formed mind. Mm-hmm. And what schools are doing that for my children? Um, I think that's the question that parents have to ask. And I think there's going to be a, the, if there is hope, Janice. I think movements that happen in states that. Give the money back to the parents to say, listen, the, the, the money follows the child. You can pick a school that works for you. If you don't like the public school and what they're teaching your children, you can go to a, 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 a private Catholic school or some charter school mm. that meets your values. I think that's going to be the next revolution in education. And if we can do that, I think parents want to save their kids from the woke education system that they're now forced into.
0: What made you get into politics?
1: So, I could tell, I, I never liked politics. I was not a listen.
0: I'm fascinated by
1: this. I drank beer and chased women. That was my youth. <laughs> that was my youth. Um, Uh, I did reality TV. Rachel and I met on... Rachel and
0: I had a great conversation about that. We
1: met on reality TV, fell in love, and I started... uh, We started having kids, but also she loved politics. Like, she grew up... And I'm like, okay, so I started... I mean, I was... I think at that time we were watching MSNBC when it actually wasn't this far left. It was actually a news organization. I think Fox was out at the same time, roughly, and we didn't watch Fox. But all of a sudden, I'm like, I actually like this. This is... I mean, it has an impact on my life. Mm -hmm. What happens... um, uh, impacts me. And I started following it, um, started reading op-eds and articles and watching the news. Uh, and then I was, a I was, uh, a special prosecutor in a DA's office in Northern Wisconsin. The DA ended up leaving. I was appointed by the governor and then ran multiple terms. And so I was an elected official in a DA's office. I was a Republican in a very liberal Mm -hmm. County. I did a good job. So I got elected multiple times over. Um, but then I thought, you know what, I, we had a congressman who was there for 42 years. And I thought, you know what, I, I think that's a long time and I don't think what how he's voting represents the way people feel here, mm-hmm. but he's never really been challenged. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna run. I know that everyone says that uh, I, I can't win because he's been he's an institution, he was the chairman of appropriations. Um, and I thought, you know what, at least I'm gonna hold him a- accountable. I'm gonna mm-hmm. run and hold him accountable and make him defend his votes even though I might lose. And when I started Janice, it literally, there's a lot of people who are like I was, some, I was. Someone recruited me, and they were funding me. I had not. We had Rachel and I had nothing. It was Sean and Rachel at our kitchen table, you know, doing press releases. Um, her taking care of kids as I'm out on the road. I mean, no the, the, the members of Congress or even candidates have drivers to because it's tyrant. It's I drove myself. Everywhere I went, I was up early, I did my DA's job, I'd try to get out by three o'clock, and then I'd be driving one, two, three hours to different events, get home at 11 o'clock, and do the same thing over and over again. And after about six months, Rachel and I were able to kind of get some other support around us, and people started to help us, and we were able to build a team, but... It's interesting when you do things, oftentimes if you rely on other people, it won't happen. Mm -hmm. But if you rely on yourself or your family, you can actually do really big things. And it was, again, it was Sean and Rachel. That was it.
0: And you, I mean, you have to have the support of your spouse to do something like that.
1: A hundred percent. So I look at, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been a member of Congress. I probably wouldn't have been a DA without Rachel's help. Um, and to that point, like, so she helped me as I was a, a, a DA for 10 years. She, listen, I wouldn't be, be in Congress. She's the brains of this operation. <laughs> um, I did that for 10 years, and she got a job at Fox. Um, and I had an opportunity to run for governor in Wisconsin. I mean, like, I couldn't have had a better setup to run for governor in my home state, which I love. And I thought, you know, when I, it's not the right time, but also she gets a she gets a chance also to— to spread her wings and do things in her career. So we moved to New Jersey. <laughs> I still have a hard time saying that. And, and um, you know, she's been doing well at Fox. And, you know, I, I couldn't be prouder of her. And I, I'm no, I don't think I'm done in politics, mm. but I'm done for right now. You miss it? I haven't yet, but at I, I, this cycle, I miss it. And I think in, on January 3rd, when when the house flips, I'm going to miss it. Yeah.
0: Wow i 'm fascinated by this i haven 't told many people this, but uh, people were trying to recruit me to to run for office when I was you know doing all of the nursing home stuff. My husband and I had a conversation about it, uh, and we sat down and we really thought hard about it because I really believe I love talking to people who get into it for the right reasons, not because they have a name, not because they have money behind them, but because they feel a sense of I want to try to change something. I want to make it better. Right. And we, and I talked about it with my kids and my kids were like, mom, we don't want you to. And my husband at the beginning was like, whatever you decide, I'm going to support that. Uh, And we decided not to. That's not saying that in the future, maybe um, a door will open, but I, I look at you and it gives me a bit of a fire. Like you did it. And you were successful at it, and you still have that fire in you, and you might do it again. so
1: I think it's great, Janice, because I look at that, and what what you'll find is um you're tested in so many ways, and it's there's a lot a lot of people like we see right now, everyone's doing their rallies, and people are mm-hmm. around and slapping your back, and it's you know shaking hands, and it looks it looks like it's a lot of fun, right? And it is. Mm-hmm but there are a lot of lonely times. Yes. Um, you get attacked, I mean, demonized. Right. You can, I mean, you, we, we all can say stupid things, but even the stupid thing you say is taken out of context of and made so much worse. And I came to the conclusion, and, 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 if, and if you end up doing it, by the way, it's, it's the most um, rewarding experience to have people put their trust in you, to go represent them, to do it the best the that you can. It was the most
0: flattering thing I've ever had It's asked. really
1: cool. Um, but this, 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 uh, I don't know, this, this idea though, that, um, you're alone, you're by yourself. Um, and, and what I came, I was going to tell you, I came to the conclusion that, um, I can do a whole bunch of bad things. But it doesn't matter whether I do bad things or good things. They're going to lie about me anyway. Right. I mean, they they just make stuff up even when it doesn't Mm -hmm. exist. So I just I was able to kind of put that stuff to the side. And what you learn, too, is you have to get a thick skin. And when I started, I did not. I had a really thin skin and Mm -hmm. people would say things and I would be like fighting everywhere. And finally got to the point of like, you know what? They're going to hate me. Some people are just going to hate me. They're not going to like me. And that's okay. Um, and some people will, and I'm just going to go out there and, and, and run. And, um, I hope you do it. Cause you know what you, mm-hmm. I think, I think that good people, to your point, running for the right reason and bringing issues. Like I, I, look at what you did on the nursing home issue and no one grabbed that issue and ran with it like you did and, and show, shined a light on what was happening, um, from real experience, real pain. I mean, to, to have uh, two of because both in laws passed away mm-hmm. in nursing home, right? In nursing homes, right? I mean, I think fighters like that have to have to come from all different corners and actually go fight for other issues. Um, I think in the Congress, and I think you'd be great. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, you don't let that that <laughs> passion pass.
0: Maybe not this time around. I will think about it though, because I do feel like I would come for the right reasons,
1: you know. And and you know what it's it's interesting. What I love too, and the, and because I don't think people get this, the, the Congress is this makeup of all these different people from all different walks of life, from all different parts of the country. They kind of come together in this, in this body of four hundred and thirty-five, and then you have a hundred in the Senate. But they come together and kind of figure out this pathway forward, legislatively, on where the country should go, how it should spend its money, and to bring that that very unique perspective that you have um, would would be well-served for the the a conference. Day. I don't know if you'd run as a Democrat or Republican or Independent. Whatever you run as, it would be well-served. Um, and the country would be well-served. So hopefully hopefully you keep thinking about that. And by the way, it's lonely, yeah, but really, really rewarding. And by the way, it's a family event, too. The kids are involved. You mentioned parades. My kids have done more parades Um <laughs> I have to tell you, so when when you shake someone's hand be, be, between your thumb and your pointer finger, you know little the little skin between yep. that area, I would get big calluses in there from shaking so many hands. I mean, you should just shake hands all all day long, and um, that, was my, that was my badge of honor.
0: Oh, I so, love that.
1: You'll enjoy that when you when you, when you take Let's the leave. Let's talk.
0: We'll talk more. We'll,
1: we'll keep we'll we'll keep it up.
0: And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. It is really the most important job we have, right?
1: It is, and I, it's one of the hardest jobs we have, right? And what I so we our oldest is twenty three, mm-hmm. and our youngest is three. So the uh, the oldest is you know graduated from college, she's married. Um, you know the other ones are working their way through, um, and I think I, I, what's interesting you don't know we we, uh, we don't get a book on how to be a parent, right? You don't, you know, you make mistakes, um, and you do things right, and you do things wrong, and we kind of fumble our way through parenthood. But in the end, I think our kids see who we are and see how we behave, mm-hmm. how how our marriages work. I think that's really important. What do you, what do you show in your marriage? What do your What do your kids see? Because I think picking the right partner um, and, and and making that decision of who they're going to marry is really important. And what they saw from me and Rachel is the you know kind of the best example Mm -hmm. we can show for them but then the morals and the values and the work ethic they pick up even though i fumble through a lot of other things in the benefit that we've had janice's um we've made mistakes a lot of mistakes but because i have so many kids i get it i get redos all the time (laughs) and like i'm better with my 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 youngest son than i was with my older son and I'm still doing, you know, and and I'm and I'm better with my middle son. I mean, we get better with time, and I get I have that benefit of going, oh, I made that mistake. Um, I'm not going to do that again. Or we gave our kids phones. We like that's what you do. You give your kid a phone. Like we can afford a phone, and you know they want to be able to call us. So you know, eighth grade or seventh grade or freshman year, we would give them a phone, and then we saw like the, the phone just consumes them. And we're like, well, maybe that wasn't the best decision. And this we started to push it, you know, back a little bit. Maybe it was you know fr- you know not seventh grade but it's freshman year, and then what we saw was the ones who wanted a phone were like, hey, listen, I I promise I won't use it like my older sister. It's just to call, <laughs> just to call you, and and then I'd be lied to, and I'd be like, okay, th- this one's going to be responsible enough to to get a phone, mm-hmm. and sure enough, they're not, and so now I'm on I'm on I got four half phones. So the fifth one is is a freshman. She still doesn't have a phone. I'm like, I'm not getting her phone. Wow. I'm not, and she's in a school where. The other kids all don't have phones too. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard because um, they communicate not by, they don't call each other anymore. They don't even text each other. They're on the social media apps communicating with one another. So if if you're not on, mm-hmm. you're out. Um, and so this one, because of the school she's in, it's actually working for us. But I think figuring out how do you get rid of the crack cocaine of a phone That's- and your kids and navigating that? Because I think... They don't talk as much. They don't. They don't want to come to Socialized. dinner and they don't want to hang out in the house because they just want to be up on their phones. Mm-hmm. And um, I think just the social side of that, the interaction side of that is 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 so important for parents and the content that they're getting, what oh, they're yeah. seeing.
0: Yeah. I go into my oldest phone. He knows that. So I see his texts. I see what he's doing. And other moms will tell me, really, you go in there? Yeah, we pay the bill. We're paying the bill for that phone. I get access to that phone. Uh, And, you know, that has given me a window into his behavior. And we've tried to correct that behavior. And he, you know, just telling kids these days, whatever you write, that's forever.
1: Never goes away.
0: And we're going to see this new generation and what that phone has done when they're adults. And I don't think it's good.
1: I did reality TV back in the day with Rachel. <laughs> yes. And that six months, I'm like, there was a time where I'm like, oh my God, this never goes away. It's going to be here forever right. and it can be replayed. Well, now these kids are filming their whole lives. I, I mean, know. they go to parties and they're doing not yes. great things and it's getting filmed and rec- recorded and put out yep. on the internet and it doesn't go away it doesn't ever. Go away. But the, can I tell you the one benefit, and I don't know if you do this, Janice, or not, and maybe I'm going to be scorned after your <laughs> podcast, but- um, I have find my if I do find my iPhone yep. and I can track my kids. Yeah. So I have no problem. If they tell me they're at one place, I'll pull them up and make sure that they're Good there. For you. And if they're not, I'll call them. I yes. text them. And what happens whether you check your kid's phone or we, we track them from find my iPhone, they know that we're watching. Right. Right. And so they might want to do something. But if they think my parents could find mm-hmm. out. Then they might think twice about doing it, which is actually a good thing. They should think twice about doing bad things that yes. my parents wouldn't be proud of.
0: Yeah, reality TV. So I talked to your wife Rachel about that. She says there is video of you laying eyes on Rachel for the first time.
1: There, yeah. So we we uh, it was it was like I had no idea. We were, so I did a real, I did a season of The Real World on MTV. It's for those who don't know, it's the uh, MTV was the first one who did. it reality TV, they took the seven first. strangers, the first, mm-hmm. the seven strangers from all different walks of life, different perspectives and backgrounds, and put them in a house and made them live together for six months. And we associate with people who are just like us. And it's, I never realized that, but we gravitate towards people who share maybe our background, our, um, our viewpoint. We don't branch out beyond people that are like us in our lives. Mm-hmm. We just don't. But I was forced to live with six other people who had they were like absolutely completely different than me. And what I realized, Janice, was that actually I had way more in common than with I had way more in common with them than I would have ever thought I did. Mm-hmm. But being forced to live with them, I'm like, huh, we actually agree on a lot of stuff. We're actually more alike than I would have thought at first blush. Um, so Rachel did a season, I did a season, and then they did a special where they took one person from each of the prior seasons and had them do what was a season of called The Road Rules. It yep. was a season that was like a travel adventure show. And so I was at a train station. She was on the train, and she got off. And so we have the video of me seeing her come off the train for the first time. And as I always say, she was coming off the train, she handed me her bag to carry for her, and I've been carrying her bag uh. ever since— 23-plus years later, Janice, I'm still carrying the bags. Now,
0: was it love at first sight for you?
1: Well, listen, I was very attracted to her at okay. the beginning. She had a boyfriend at the time.
0: Yes, she told
1: me. Um, and so I used my great Wisconsin charm, <laughs> and I had and I had a bad haircut and bad glasses, as she would later change. Um, so we kind of hit it off on this road show, and we dated for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she broke up with her boyfriend in the middle of this show uh, that we were filming, which was great. And then she didn't want anything to do with me. So... I, I had I she did uh,
0: not tell me no, about this So part. we
1: we had we had I was in law school but I had taken a semester off so we finished the show and I had like 3 months left so I went to LA for about a month a uh, month and a half two months just I knew like all the castmates were out there so I went out before I started law school again and she was there as well and she was like I don't want to go to any place that he's at. I don't want to see, I don't want to see him. Wow. Don't want to be around him. Yeah, so she was she totally shunned me. Which I was a little taken <laughs> back by that. I'm like I'm a charming lumberjack guy. Come on. <laughs> she didn't she was not into that. Um but what happened was uh, she had a I don't know if she told you this, but she had a she had a speech in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was going to law school in in Minneapolis. Yeah. And on her way, f- flying after the speech, because we did these speeches for reality TV, we'd go, we'd go to college campuses, and she was doing a speech for that. And as she was flying from M- Milwaukee, she had a layover in, in Minneapolis, where I was at, and she extended her layover said, I'm just gonna go see Sean, and I wanna make sure we're cool, right? we get along, we're gonna see each other, because we're prior castmates, I don't want this to be weird between the two of okay. us. I picked her up from the airport, and there's this kind of famous greasy spoon in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I took her there um, and we ordered breakfast and drank coffee for like three hours, just hung out and we were talking. And at the end of this meal, Janice, she goes, and by the way, she had shunned me again for three she months. She did
0: not tell me this part. Shuns of the me. Relationship.
1: We sit there for three hours and then she goes, I think I love you. I'm going to marry you. What? And I was like, ah! Are you like for me? Like I like I'm kind of freaking out, right? right? right like, right. what are you talking? About? Come on. this is bizarre, right? Really bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure enough, she was like, "We're gonna." So we started we started dating, but she was like, "We're gonna get married." She said, ah. like, "This is what lovers do. This is what people who love each other they can sit over breakfast for three hours, um, and have coffee." And she probably didn't tell you this, and she doesn't talk about it a whole lot. But I think i she would not be upset that I tell you this. Oh. Ra- Rachel was in a uh, a horrific car crash and everyone in her car and the car that hit her died um and she was very seriously dating um one of the uh young men who died in her car oh my
0: goodness, I'm so very sorry.
1: very tragic um and so she had and if if anyone will notice she wears high heels because women wear high heels all the time, but also she, her ankle is, um had to be kind of fused and, and bolted back together. It was just really, um, but she, so she kind of had this different perspective on life and, and love and how short things can be. And when, oh, she's, when she had this experience with me, she was like, this is, this is what it's about. This is what I'm supposed to do and life, and we're supposed to be together. And uh, we dated for another year and a half and got married and then had nine kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do love that story. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy and beautiful all at the same time, right? So, when
0: did you come down from the oh my goodness, this is a little weird?
1: It, you know, about a month, two okay. months. It was like, but she had, she flew back to LA. And, but what it was like, I was in law school. And so we would fly, like, I would, what was it? Uh, it was, it was the, the price line. We would, mm-hmm. like, I'd put a bid on a flight to go to LA. <laughs> and it, I could get a cheap ticket here and this. But we would just probably see each other like every three weeks. She would come through. Minneapolis, or I'd go to L.A. as I was in law school, and um, yeah, it was it was fun and it was exhilarating and very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got we got married, had a baby right away. which took a chance. We've had babies our whole marriage, right? <laughs> so our little our little one who's three, um, none of our, none of them went to uh, to preschool, but she goes to preschool because mm-hmm. she needs services. She has Down syndrome. Like this is the first time, like the last two months, the first time we've been at home at parts of our day with no kids. Wow. We've had them. We've had diapers our whole marriage. We're still in diapers.
0: <laughs> you know, when she told me the story of how when she found out the baby was going to have Down syndrome and she called you and she said, are you sitting down? And she told you the information and you said, okay. It yeah. was really, it brought a tear to my eye.
1: You know, for for me, I just I was I was I I remember I was I was in my congressional office, um, and I slept in my office, and I had a little side nook with a bed. (laughs) That's a whole different story. Sleeping (laughs) in your office in Congress, Uh, but I remember exactly where I was. And she told me, and Janice, for me, uh, all I knew was everyone that I have come into contact in my life who have kids with Down syndrome, or those who have Down syndrome, no one's depressed.
0: Mm.
1: no one regrets that they had a child with down syndrome. They all seem pretty joyful about, you know, this, this addition to their family, this, 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 whether it's a sibling or a child who has downs. And I don't know why that came to me right away. I'm like, this, this is not a bad thing. Mm. We're going to be fine. We're going to be able to do this. We're good parents. Um, and I think this little baby, we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, is going to be a blessing to our family. Um, and you know, it's it's interesting as you know, as everyone understands. Sometimes, in marriages, one is strong and one is weak, and then it flips and it goes kind of goes back and forth. And um, I could just tell she was she was a little shaken up by what they had told her at the doctor's office. And um, not that I didn't believe what I said, because I do believe what I told her. But I knew that was my point too—to be strong in yes. in our marriage. And um, that's, but also that also changed our lives as well because. We, we, one, had the diagnosis for Downs, and then we found out that the baby was going to have a heart condition and probably need open-heart surgery. And when, you, when you're in Congress, it's, it, we all like to bash members of Congress, but if you do the job right, it's, a, it's more than a full-time job. So you're in D.C. for four days a week for usually three weeks at a time, and then you get a week back in your district. But when you're back whether it's in the three days you're not in DC, you're working, you're doing, and I had a big district, you're doing town halls, you're doing you know, fairs and festivals and parades, and it's a big job and it takes you away from your family um, a lot. And your family somewhat serves in that capacity where there's there's pressure because you're not together, there's not a routine. And I saw when the baby was coming um, and we were gonna have this extra set of issues I'm like, we can't do this anymore. This like it's too much on Rachel. Cause when I'm gone, Rachel totally holds up the whole apparatus of the house. And um I said, I think I have to leave. And she was like, No, no, I can do this. Mm. We can you can stay. You gotta keep serving. This fight is too big. Don't go. And I'm like, and she usually makes the decisions in our family, <laughs> Janice. Uh, maybe like you and yours, she wears the pants. But this was the one time I'm like, no, I gotta go. She, I this can't this I know our family can't cannot do this. Um, and so kind of against her recommendation against when she was ready for it, I made an announcement that I was, I was going to leave. Um, and just, we we had to focus on this, this next mission of our lives. And I'm going to get to another point, but, but for me, I was so sad when I left. I couldn't, I did speeches, I did interviews and I couldn't do them without crying. Like I would, I would speak for like 20 seconds and I'd start bawling and like front of a hundred people. I was like, I'm not, a, I don't feel like I'm a crier, but like, I couldn't cry. I was, I love the job. I love the service. And it took me probably two weeks before I could speak and not cry about leaving Congress, but it set us on a whole new path too. It's yeah. had a whole new journey we've gone on. Um, she had maybe more time for Fox. She got a job on, on the, on the weekend show on Fox and Friends. We ended up coming to New Jersey. We ended up, you know, and there's good and bad of that. It's, I got to tell you, but by the way, not, I don't want to diss too hard on New Jersey. I think even New Jersey understands. New Jersey's better. bad. The, I had the bar but, so low. Yeah. It was so low. They're their worst critics. I got over the problem. Like, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. You no, know, it's not Wisconsin, but it's not as bad as one would have thought. It's actually, you. I always think of Newark, right? It's like, that's...
0: Right. That's not a good representation. It's
1: beautiful. It's like, I feel like I'm back in Wisconsin. I mean, the hills and streams and farms. I'm like, wow, it's actually pretty... Pretty nice. I feel like I'm back home and the weather, you know, it's not quite as cold.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's (laughs) That's a plus. It is
1: a plus. And we get ice storms here, right? You know, you're the the weather. You get ice here where we just get snow in Wisconsin. And actually, I think I prefer the snow. The ice is dangerous. Ice is
0: dangerous to drive in.
1: Yeah. So that's, again, it's not as cold, but it's the the ice makes it far more treacherous. Mm -hmm.
0: And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Thanksgiving coming up. What are you
1: thankful for? Listen, I'm I'm th- I'm thankful for my fa- you, know, you know what? I think it's health, right? You look at yes. I, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything anything. Um I mean we have our faith and all, the, but it, I mean you got to be healthy to enjoy life. And I'm grateful for the health of my family. Um I'm grateful for my country. Mm-hmm. Um it's still we have a great the greatest country that's ever existed. Um and I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. And I have the ability, and I know this is gonna be hard for some people, Janice. I have the ability to to go. I'm gonna. I buy. I, I, Rachel's. We're having a debate right now. Do we get one big turkey or two smaller turkeys? <laughs> I advocate for two smaller turkeys, but I can afford a turkey, yeah. And I can afford to get all the the the, the, the dressing and the sides, you know, in a bottle of wine to celebrate Thanksgiving. And I'm grateful for that because I know right now so many families are gonna think through how do I how do I manage my budget to have a Thanksgiving that's like we've had in the past with, with prices that have skyrocketed with my income that hasn't gone up. That's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for parents, this, just the stress of parenthood, the stress of managing a household has gone it become even just that much more stressful because of the finances that they're going through. And so I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful for that, that, um, that Rachel works hard and fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm her, she's my sugar mom. Is that the way I'm supposed to say?
0: <laughs> I think she's my, my sugar
1: My sugar mom, Rachel, can afford to buy me a turkey. <laughs> You're a hopeful guy, though. Listen, I, I listen, and so are you. Listen, I got to tell you what, I'm going to talk about hopeful. I look at you, and um, when you deliver, even the bad news in the weather, you know, you can't, you can't control that. I don't think there's a, a more joyous person at Fox oh, than you are, Janice, someone who has a better smile. Who has more fun? I think someone who loves their job, and a lot of people love their job here. But I think no one loves their job more than you <laughs> at Fox, which is really, and, and that 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 comes across um, on TV. And I just I, I love to watch you um, when 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 um, you're giving us the weather, and it again, it's the weather is weather, but really it's personality around the weather. Mm-hmm. And someone who loves giving me, you know, my dose of of, of rain or sunshine is is is. Um, it's packaged really well, and I just uh-huh. I appreciate you for doing that. But I'm I'm you know that hopefulness that you put on, put on TV every day when you're um, out there. I I do think that um, we can save this country because I listen. I do. I, you look at where people live; it really matters. Yeah. And I think this 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 fight. And again, I I told you before we came on, having parties matters. Right. You don't want one party rule. I don't want one Republican Party rule. I don't want one Democrat rule. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think a yin and a yang and a push and a pull and pendulums that swing back and forth. That's really healthy. That's really good. Um, And I I I do think that we can, as Americans, kind of bring this country back to center. And I think that enough enough people don't realize that they are the masses, Democrats and Republicans that are closer to the center. Going, hey, listen, some things the Republicans say could be a little out there. I yeah. think I got. I'm like, that's not where I'm at. I'm going to push back on that. And on the left, kind of this extremism that's happened over there, too. Good Democrats can push back on that to go. Remember, even bill clinton and barack obama we weren't they weren't talking about this stuff let's go back to these core issues Mm -hmm. let's love america again um let's love each other again let's not be dis. And i always talk about this i think that it's important to talk about ideas you can i can go janice that is a really shitty idea that's a crap that's a dumb idea janice (laughs) but i never go janice you're dumb right you're you're an idiot you're a And I think what we've—it's a fine line—but you 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 always debate issues, and you can criticize someone's point of view and their legislation, but don't criticize them because that's—and I think what's happened now, Janice, is people have crossed that line into demonizing each other. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to say uh, again, my idea is bad—I can take that—but you say I'm bad—I have a hard time. I have a hard time now trusting you, and. We have to trust each other in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, And you mentioned the flag. I ask myself sometimes, what does this country unify around? It might've been the flag at one point, but it's not now. Mm -hmm. It might've been the national anthem at another point. There's nothing that unifies us. And I think um, we can get back to that. We have the power in our families and raising good kids um, to to bring that back, but it's gonna take an effort. By the masses of Americans who believe that to bring it back and push back on the extremes of both parties to make that happen. So, um, again, I, I, I do. I listen. I, the, the, the weather forecast is not not quite clear, but I think we have the opportunity for really sunny skies and great days ahead. Mm,
0: I love that message, and we need more of you out there. So,
1: and maybe more of you, Janice. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll talk about that. Listen, I could be I
1: could be your consultant. I would I'd, I'd give you we'll, we'll we'll give you the great do's and don'ts of campaigning.
0: I'll tell you over the summer, Sean and I had some my Sean and I had some pretty interesting conversations. But I'm not closing the door at all. So to can be t- continued.
1: Can I tell you what? How, how old How old are your kids? Well, they are. They're going to be 14 and 12. Okay, so I always I'm just going to tell you this Congress, um, if you have a little bit of money, yeah, and you have kids that are a little bit older. Mm-hmm it's the greatest job in the world. Yeah. With a lot of kids or a lot of young kids and no money, it's a hard job. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with a lot of kids and no money. Um, God and, bless you though. And, and it's a harder job. And you want that though. You want people who, because you just don't want rich people to go serve, really right. rich people. That's not a good thing. Nope. You just don't want old people to go serve. You want to have this mix of, mm-hmm. you know, still you're still parenting, but your kids are old enough to actually navigate that with you and really enjoy a campaign with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if they think they do parades now, wait, But they will do, they'll do a lot more prades, um, and end up. My kids sometimes now, Janice will go. I miss though because we don't do the, the prades anymore. They're like we miss doing parades, Dad. I'm like, Aww. what you do? Oh, but because they would come, they would roller skate and pra- yeah, they'll. It's it's wonderful. Your your family would enjoy it, and it actually unifies the family too.
0: I'll let you know.
1: All right, let's to 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 be, <laughs> be continued uh, continue on another podcast when Janice announced on from the <laughs> Dean's list.
0: <laughs> it's gonna have to be in a while, but. I, you know, I, I love my job right now, as you said, it's really hard to let go of that, but not closing the door.
1: It close. You, you, you by doing your job. It's wonderful.
0: Thank you, my friend. Thanks for joining me. Thanks
1: for having me the Dean's List.
0: Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at JaniceDean on Twitter or FNC on Instagram, or you can rate this podcast.